Listener Production. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen, and me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. We're here and we've got a very special episode for you guys today, but before we get started, we're going to give you our shit and shine of the week. (laughs) So... To start with, I want to say my shine of the week is when Paul was playing um, last week in Ibiza, he played um, in the middle of this set and, like, I've never heard the song before but it's that, oh, I've got the worst voice but I'll sing it for you. But it goes, I got sunshine. And everyone just was like, whoa, what is this? And I looked at him and he looked at me and I feel like whenever there's new songs that he plays that I have never heard before, he'll like look to get the reaction and I was like, that was just the best moment. It was like the pinnacle of the night and everyone just lost their shit and that was pretty shine. That was a bit of a shine moment for me. And the song's probably called Sunshine. It was so good because... He also grabbed you, Chloe, and you guys just had like this really beautiful moment for like ages on the stage together, like hugging and kissing. And it was just like the most beautiful thing. That would probably have to be my shine too. And when he did an encore at the end of the show, like he didn't finish playing until like what, 7am. And then everyone was like, nah, we're not ready for you to go. And he came back on and that was, because I'm about to leave and I know I don't have another Wednesday were milking him like a bloody cow that that night. It was so fun. <laughs> Sorry, but what was your shit? Like I was saying the other week, like I've just been getting all these crazy menstrual pains over the last few weeks and I literally got my period on Thursday morning like when we got home and I was thinking that's why I'm feeling so shit. But I think it's just such a triggering thing for me even though, you know, we're just trying to have a bit of a break and have a bit of rest, rest from it all and, and giving my body time to recover from that surgery I feel like every month I still have this like little glimmer of hope which is just so sad that I'm just like for some reason might like a miracle might happen and I might fall pregnant naturally so whenever I get my period every month it's a bit of a oh another month yeah that's definitely my shit of the week what about you yeah that sucked every time you say oh my ovaries hurt me and fish are like oh fuck maybe we're on and then you're like it's probably period pain and we're like no Mm. Oh, my shit is probably just that. I didn't fucking sleep last night and neither did Minnie. She was shit last night. She was up a lot and I get like a bit anxious about got to pack up and get on the plane and I'm like, oh, a big journey ahead. As soon as I get home, we go straight to the snow taking Minnie. We literally are at home for a day and then we go straight down to the snow. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be so fun. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to leave Chloe and Fish. I'm sad. I'm sad to be leaving. But, yeah, I don't know if that's a real shit or not. Just a bit tired and sad to be leaving. I just remembered my other shine, though, was me going in the ice bath every day lately. Barely. Yeah. Elodie's version of going in the ice bath, I come out and she's like, I've just done 10 minutes in the ice bath, but she's just got her bum in it. Like her feet are like piking and her hands are piking <laughs> basically. So she's I mean, better than me because I don't get in it, but... I don't see you in there. It's pretty funny though. Look, 
It's just like I get the shooting, stabbing pain in my feet if I put my feet in. Like it, I actually believe that they will fall off if they go in. So I, I don't think it's legal for my feet to get in the ice bath. But my underarms, like the glands under there, they're fully in. I go up to my neck, but my hands and my feet just have to stay out. And I, I know I'm a pussy, but I feel a million bucks when I get out. It literally wakes me up. And then I have two coffees and then I'm really fucking awake. So, yeah, that's I'm loving shit and shine. I think it's a really good one. I think another shit of the week was actually Paul leaving us. That was pretty sad. That was devastating. And also because <laughs> so he demanded to sleep with Minnie that, that last night. Like he lied in her room on the bed in there. And then he had to get up and go to the airport at 6 in the morning, so kind of just left her. She woke up just in a fucking so rattled because she was like, where's fish? And she just kept going, fish, ish. She just kept seeing me and Chloe and just going, no, no, not good enough. She ran into our room and like next to Paul's bed, there's a photo of Minnie and and Paul and she's like running and pointing to the photo going, ish, ish, ish. She thinks that he's going to come through the door any minute now, I think. Just sad. And it's double shitty because me and Chloe then feel just like inadequate and not good enough all the time because she's just like running around looking at us going, no. Who are you? Like, where is he? (laughs) She just keeps checking every room. And then when we go out, she thinks we're like going to meet him and we're just not. And I'm like, oh, the poor muffin just like genuinely fucking loves him that much. (laughs) I know. It's really, it's really cute. The bond they have. It's a very special one. It's so cute. Um, But today's episode, it's been three years since Elle's beloved partner passed away and we celebrated his life last week. It was, it's a bit of a hard one because obviously we don't really want to celebrate. It's a shit day and, you know, we just tried to kind of make the best of what we could out of it. And Elle, do you want to talk about what we did that day and how you felt and Mm. all the emotions that are kind of coming up at the moment with you? Yeah, it's so, it is a weird one because, and like I was talking to Chump's parents the other day, it was his dad's birthday the other day. I'm like, happy birthday. And he's like, yeah, you know what? This means we're getting closer to the, the, the 8th of July, which is the day Trump passed away. And they're like, I wish we could just like take a pill or knock ourselves out for the day and just wake up on the 9th so that we don't have to do the 8th. And I'm like, I know, like it's just it, back in Australia, there's like the whole snow community at every mountain. They do this beautiful thing called Shred for Chumpy Day and everyone goes out on the snow. They meet at a certain meeting point and they like just rip around the hill in honour of Chump and blah, blah, blah. And it's so beautiful. Like I, I'm i so grateful people do really fun things and celebrate his life and like that's a beautiful tribute. I just find the day so hard because I'm like, I don't want to fucking celebrate this day. Like it's the day he left and I agree. I just wish we could knock ourselves up and wake up on the ninth. Like there was, a, I think last year, on that day, I actually travelled from Australia to Europe to come and see you guys and it was the best because the way that the travel went meant that like the 8th was literally cancelled out and because I lost a whole day and I was like offline for like 30 hours because I was on the plane so I didn't have to see heaps of shit and, yeah, I felt like I literally did skip that day and that was actually an accident. I'm so – I need to do that again next year. <laughs> well, this year we're uh, – I had Chloe, obviously, and Talara's been staying with us, our other friend, and you guys just do the best job at distracting me. 
we like had some funny laughs the night before when it was the eighth in Australia and so many people were messaging me going like, you know, it's three years, hope you're okay, blah, blah, blah. How are you going? And I was like, fuck, it's not the eighth here yet. Don't make it be the eighth yet. (laughs) And then the next day we had a really beautiful day on the ocean on our friend's boat and it was just so stunning and we cheers to Champ and, you know, a few things like that. But I, I just honestly, like, I think the best thing for me is just a distraction from it. Because like obviously on his birthday, that's a really special date where you want to celebrate and you want to do like stuff for him. But the eighth is just the most awful day. Like, I don't know, I just really struggle with that day and it's just such a reminder. And I'm fucking glad it's over, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that night before when like the eighth was sort of like coming around in Oz and Talara, Elle and I sort of like, let's have dinner at home, let's just like kind of hang out, try and watch some movies and even... For Talara and I and anyone else who has someone that is really close to them that's going through this sort of grief, it's it's such a hard thing because you obviously just want to take that pain away from that person and there's literally nothing that we can do to help this situation except for try and just, you know, keep Elle distracted and keep her positive and, like, eat yummy food and drink yummy drinks and, you know, it's, <laughs> they're, they're honestly, we even had, like, a full, like, team meeting to Lara and I just going, what can we actually do to try and fucking make this better? But, like, oh. there's really nothing that anyone can do to make it better unless, you know, we bring him back and that's just, that's a bit difficult. <laughs> you guys are so cute. I didn't even know you did that. Yes, food is always the way to my heart, food and drink. No, it's so weird because, like, we're obviously – like I hate that a certain day just defines everything, but I don't I don't actually know either why, Chloe, but the last few weeks I'm like in fucking paradise and it's so beautiful here and it's the best. And I've just been so emotional and just randomly crying all the time. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like people are always like to me, do you ever just, you know, stop and like fucking let it out? Like I barely see you crying, da-da-da, and I, and. I just kind of keep marching on and then I do a, like, while I'm alone, I kind of, like, have my moments at night before bed when I'm going to sleep. But, like, lately I haven't been able to control myself. I've just been crying at fucking the dumbest things. Like, I just get really triggered by anything. I'm like, is it my period? No. Am I, you know, hormonal? No, it's not really that time of month, blah, blah, blah. And then I was thinking last few weeks, it must just be, like, really lingering on me this whole three-year Mark, like, I don't know, maybe that is it, but I'm fucking glad it's over and maybe I can just, like, stop crying. I hate that we're in separate rooms like right now. As a best mate, I actually forget because you just, you're so good at covering yourself up and you are so strong and you're such a good mum to Minnie and you would never know what's going on deep down inside and it's it, it does, it breaks my heart to hear you say that and do you think that the grief is different now to what it was back then? Or do do you think that you're just experiencing different like milestones? Maybe that's it. So hard for me to articulate, but I think life's just settled and it's good in so many ways. And I'm, I'm more balanced now that I'm able to feel like the weight of everything more maybe. And like before I was so transient on these big days and I would just like get through. I also feel like there's so much like every second person says to me, like, is there a guy? Like, who are you hooking up with? And, or, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck, there's so much pressure. Like, not, not, there's not really pressure, but there's just this question that I get all the time. And I'm like, am I meant, like, I don't, I'm so, I'm good on my own. Like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me. 
if if it happens, it'll happen. But like, I I don't want anyone like solid in my life right now. And and I'm so independent. I'm like, people must think like, fuck, it's been three years. Like she's still like on her own with the baby. And should Minnie have like a father figure or blah blah blah? And I think I just get that question all the time. And then everywhere I am in general, I'm always around like my friends and such beautiful couples. And we've met so many epic couples. And I'm like, everyone's just so beautiful. And I love that. And I never compare myself. But I'm like, is everyone just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so content on your own with the kid? Like, I think like you think the years get easier and maybe like just because I did everything fucking backwards the way that I grieved, like, because I maybe was in shock for so long. Like now it's just all catching up and I'm like, wow, Minnie would love him. Like he'd be so good with her. Where the fuck is he in this is unfair. Like I just, I just think I, I grieve more for, but I, I'm good. I'm okay. Like on my own, I like my independence and I'm, I'm settled with that. I'm so sad for him. And I grieve for him mainly because it's just fucking, he got robbed and that makes me sad. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably just like everyone writing beautiful things to me about Champ or sending me memories or their favorite photos of him. And like, it's just like, whoa, how the fuck was he here? And then he's just not here. How did that happen? Like I still, I don't think I'll ever wrap my head around it. But yeah, it's definitely been an extra emotional couple of weeks and yeah. And I think as well, the older Minnie gets too, the more she looks like him, I feel like, and that's probably, you know, and I think that you're, you're so lucky to have that in her as well because there's so many things that she does and there's so many, you know, her eyes, you can literally look into Minnie's eyes and you're, you're just like, that's chumpy, you know? And <laughs> so I mean, I think that, he would be looking down and be so proud of like what you've done and what you've like as a single mom, you you pay all the bills, you you work your ass off, you run around after Minnie, you, you know, you've just recently purchased like your first apartment as a single mom. You know, you and Chump had two properties together, but that's a huge, huge accomplishment that he would be going, wow, I'm so bloody proud of her. You know, look at what she's doing by herself <laughs> as a solo mom. And it's such a huge step forward for Independence View. Do you feel that as well? Yeah, I actually can't believe that. Yes, so I just bought a really cute, tiny little old flat um, in Palm Beach at home and fuck, just the admin of all that, like, on my own. I'm like, this is not my job. Chump's usually really good at that stuff and he'd be so honoured and I'm like, this is so stressful for me. And we just got it all over the line at the last second. Yeah, it is weird because like you, you know when you have that person that like just knows all the little things that you're doing and they're like, fuck, good on you, like da-da-da, like all congratulations and stuff like that. I'm like, fuck, I'm just like doing like all that alone and it's just weird but I'm so fucking proud and I feel so like... I think he would just be so fucking proud, like, of that alone. And also my dad, because my dad passed away a year after Trump passed away, as you guys would know, and he would never spend on any, you know, anything expensive. But he was like, if you're going to spend money on anything, it's real estate. Like, if I would ever spend money on, like, expensive dinners and shit, he'd just be like, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you only spend money on real estate. So I know he'd just be so stoked and proud of this cute little flat and I think I'm just going to, yeah, like rent it out and just have it as a little investment. And, yeah, it's also just thanks to so many people that support me and like bought my book as well because that really helped heaps with my deposit. Everyone's just so cute. I actually saw on the Facebook community one time where I think you showed me Chloe 
how my book gets like someone will buy it and then they send it around the world and I love that. And, and like everyone writes in it and like there's this one that's been like to so many countries and there's like 10 different chicks that have written in it. And someone commented on it and was like, guys, don't you understand that like if you would all buy a book, it would support her more? And I'm like, no, I love, I want, yeah, I want, I love the sharing aspect and the community aspect of it. And like you guys getting to connect and send it around. Like it's, it's not about that for me at all. It's not why I wrote the book. Genuine thanks to everyone who's wrote reviews about my book or told me how it's changed their life or just read it and liked it. And I never thought anyone would bloody buy that thing to like genuinely never thought anyone would buy the book. I was so scared to write it and release it. But now we've got to work extra hard the next couple of years, sis. I've got to pay that thing off. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm going to Airbnb it. It's going to be epic. I actually like was trying to aim for the sky and buy like one of those off-the-plan apartments that are amazing, but they're like just the most ridiculously overpriced things. And I don't know what I ever was thinking like... <laughs> how that would ever come off. I'm so, I'm so stoked about my little flat. It's so cute. I'm excited to see it. Are you starting to furnish it and stuff like that? Yeah, I've got to sort that out when I get home. So, so like literally this all just happened the other day. It settled the other day on the 3rd of July while I was away. I, I want to get a little photo out the front with me, Rummy and Minnie by the sign. <laughs> I bet Rummy's excited to see you. Holy moly. Rami's so cute right now. So one of my best friends, like a brother from growing up, like, and one of Chump's best friends, Geordie's looking after Rami and he's so cute. They're like best friends and he's just like putting so much time and effort. He's like, this is the biggest honour that you're trusting me with Rami and Dada and the house. And I'm like, relax, bro. It's sweet. But he's just like every five seconds sends me like a a reel. This is what Rami got up to today. And he cuts all these videos together and sends me like a fucking life update of Rami every day. It's so cute. And he took her down the beach with flowers on the 8th of July down to Chumpy's Reef. And just send like this video of Rummy looking out into the ocean with the flowers there and like would have been in the same spot where everyone planted the flowers when he passed. And I'm like, oh, Rummy just really looks like she's feeling the emotions as well. I was just like, that fucking broke me. She's so cute. She knows things that doggy. So one thing that I wanted to ask you as well is has your life, like has your perspective on life and the world changed since Chump passed away? Do you see things differently now than what you used to? Um... I reckon I just have had to grow the fuck up. Like, and I feel like when having a baby as well, I I feel like that would have changed me so much too that it's like I can't pinpoint if it's because Chump died or if it's because I'm now a mum or, and like maybe it's the whole like I don't have to report to anyone. I don't have to tell anyone shit. Like I'm, I, I don't bounce shit off anyone. I just have to, which is a worry. I'm like, fuck, how am I ever going to be with anyone ever again? Because like I'll just be this annoying person that's just like, oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, wouldn't even know how to be in a relationship or anything. Like I think that's why I'm just like, nah, fuck that. I don't want anyone like because I just wouldn't know how to do that anymore. I'm just so on my own thing. Obviously going through the loss of your love, it's it's a completely different ball game. But I think that the way that it's gonna it's all gonna evolve just perfectly and you you will have that person again. I have no doubt in my mind. But 
just yeah. let let it go with the flow and and see what see how it evolves naturally without. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably just as bad heckling you, but you know, it's always a joke. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I'm always like a things just happen and that's just that, but fuck, everyone just is on my back asking all the time. And I'm like, shut up. Like, why is this so important to you? Most people that were probably saying that it's got nothing to do with them. I think it's more about like you and like people wanting to see you genuinely happy and like having that person that you can throw those ideas off and having that person that's in your court on a different level than a friendship level, you know what I mean? Like, because you deserve that and every single person deserves that and, you know, it's not fair that you should have to go on life forever without having that. I think I've realised, like, never say never because I think there's Mm -hmm. so many things I thought was, like, I'm doing this when Trump passed away and I've done, like, completely opposite things or I've, like, changed my tone or, I don't know, I remember being, like, I will live in this house forever and I'll never dream of selling it because it's our house and blah, blah, blah. And then I toyed with the idea of do I sell my house because it's so big and like sometimes can be triggering how fucking big it is for like just me, the dog and and Minimoo. And I'm like, do I be smart, like sell my house and downsize into a unit where I can lock it up Rummy can stay with my brother and I can actually go away and like, you know, just like do I do smarter things with like my money or like try and be more conservative where I can and blah, blah, blah. If anyone had have said that to me three years ago, I'd be like, that's so rude. How could you ever think I would sell this place and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I think I've just evolved so much in my like ideals. Weirdly, when I was toying with that idea and then I decided, no, I can do things later like but right now I don't have the mental or emotional capacity to really think about like selling and moving. I was like, no, I'm just staying here. Like let's put that idea on the fucking back burner. And yeah, then my little investment property came up. So that was perfect. But when I did decide on that, I randomly had, and you know, our friend Amy, well, I've actually never met her, but she's kind of become a friend now in that she gives Chloe and I readings every now and again, or she kind of comes to us with, hey, like I've just, I feel like I've just had a sign come through and Chumpy's told me this and I I hope I'm not overstepping the line, but I want to tell you this. So she came to me and she wrote me a message one day recently and she said, hey, Chump's just come to me with a really, really strong sign or message for you. Sell the house. You need to move on. You need to buy what you want to buy. Like you can sell the house. You can move. And I was just like, I just like signed contracts to try and get this new place. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck have I done the wrong thing? Like, you know, she was so like direct about it. And I like wrote back to her and I was like a voice and I was like, fuck, this couldn't have come at a worse time, but also thank you. But like how, how like black and white was the message because I think I'm going to keep my house and I'm, <laughs> you know, and usually I don't get that like rattled by those things because I'm a bit like, oh, take her with a you know, grain of salt, blah, 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 whatever, whatever feels right will feel right. But I had literally like just gone under contract with this flat and decided to stay in my house. And out of the fucking blue, she said, Chumpy's saying sell the house. And I'm like, you don't know any of this that I'm thinking about doing lately. Oh, that was, I guess, a bit of a weird spiritual thing that happened lately and like just kind of threw me, but I kind of let it go. I was just like, right now this feels right. And maybe, maybe more what Chumpy's trying to say is, you're shaking things up or you're doing something and 
just fuck it and if it feels right, do it. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I tried to make of it. (laughs) Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, have any other spiritual signs happened lately? I feel like I haven't maybe been too open or receptive to stuff unless it's like Amy coming to me and saying this specifically. But, oh, actually, well, the sunset on the boat the other week was so stunning and I, Minnie was like, Daddy. And when it was just me and, me, me and Minnie, we walked away from everyone and we were just having a moment together watching it and I was like, oh, bless. I did feel a really special energy out there that day. It was like probably one of the most beautiful sunsets I've seen in so long where um, we were right near that rock Esvedja on our friend's boat and we're all up on the top deck and it was like a very tranquil and calm but it definitely felt like there was something in the air and just a really peaceful moment that we all got to have. It was like a funny one for me too because Paul was there and all the other friends were there, but, you know, you and Min were there and I just felt, you know, I wanted to like hug Paul and stuff, but then I also was just like, fuck, I feel so guilty and I feel so sad that you can't have that. And I Don't be silly. In that moment I could see like, you know, you were emotional and I was like, I don't know, I just feel... It's weird because we live together and like we have obviously Paul and I have got like a great relationship, but I do feel like really guilty sometimes that I get to like hug him and be with him and like I try not to ever do that in front of you. You guys are my parents. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are like, you've been together for a hundred fucking years. Like it's like so normal that you guys are. I know, but it just doesn't feel like right that we do that in front of you, you know. I, do, I just, no. it does, I do get, there's a lot of emotions at oh my this God. household at the moment. Oh, my God, we have just been, we're in fucking paradise. It's beautiful. Chloe and I, but I can't really speak for you, but I know what you're going through. But fuck, man, I just haven't stopped fucking crying. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> we're having the best days. We're doing the best shit. We're eating the best food. Minnie's so happy. She's thriving. We're so healthy. And I'm like, why can I just not stop crying? <laughs> but you guys are never yeah. a trigger for me. You guys are the fucking, but like couples are not a trigger for me. Like I'm not, I'm not that like, that's life. Like if you want to make every single thing a trigger, that that could be. But I mean, fuck, especially you guys, I love seeing you guys do well and you guys are the fucking best you've ever been and I, like, literally love that. And, hey, I'm over here, like, you guys have flew me over here and I'm over here doing this with you. This couldn't be better. Like, I never want anyone to feel like that, especially you guys. Fuck. You guys are like my lifeline. No, but I think it's just, like, a natural thing, you know, and you would, I don't know, I just felt like I felt it really a lot in that moment because, you know, it was just such a special, like, really so hard to explain how beautiful that sunset was and, like, the people that were there and whatever the fucking music that was playing and, like. Yeah. I always am always looking at you and Minnie and, like, I can see your emotions in your eyes, you know, and I just. It's just, it's, it's really, really fucking hard as a friend to feel that. Like, you know, I don't know, I just feel your pain and I don't want to like come and run over and make it worse. It's just a heavy, weird feeling. On that boat, we had our photographer friend there and she was taking like photos of everyone. So everyone's getting up and getting these beautiful couple photos with the sunset. And I genuinely was looking at Talara, who's our other friend who's on her, like she's recently single. And I was like, I hope Talara's okay. Like, 
you know, I don't know. I always just feel like um, I got my mini, I got mini, like I'm not like dying that you guys are all getting beautiful couple photos. I'm like, I'll fucking photobomb them anyway. <laughs> but um, I was like, oh, Talara, like thinking, I hope she's okay. Like she's not going to get a couple photo. And then she goes, sis, like, let's be each other's hot dates tonight. Let's get a couple photo. I'm like, fuck yeah, obviously we we're going to do that for sure. Then I'm like, oh, she's probably thinking the same thing about me, but I'm thinking it about her. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of thoughts going around that afternoon. <laughs> but then, isn't it funny how, like, that was the most beautiful sunset on that day? And then, when we had the 8th of July, Chumps Day, there was no sunset because yeah. it's a shit day. Now, the world knows yeah. this is this day of just shitness. Let's just skip it and go to the 9th of July. <laughs> Have you had any other signs? I think things happen when you're ready for them. So, this is so wild actually. So recently, and I don't even think we spoke about the Mick Fanning golf day like on here, but it was just such a fun golf day and Mick Fanning raises all this money for the flood victims down in New South Wales who I think so many people forgot that they're actually still, so many of them are super homeless still and like literally haven't been back to their houses and the whole team and like Bolter put on this massive golf day. I think they raised like fuck, nearly a million dollars and it's just so sick. And this is the second one they've done. Anyway, I was with the Lululemon team on the golf day and it was the fucking funnest day. I literally can't wait for next year already. Anyway, after the presentation, everyone's getting having a few drinks. We're all getting a bit lit. I'm not going to name names either because like, maybe they don't want this. So I had this beautiful guy come up to me and he was like, Elle, I've been wanting to bump into you and I've been wanting to say this for so long, but... And he was like shaking and crying. And he's like, I was the lifeguard on duty that day that worked on Chump for like an hour. And I, and he was crying. He's like, I wanted, I was like trying to save him. And like, I was just like, holy fuck. So it was two lifeguards on that day. And I'd had a moment with the other one because funnily enough, his wife gave birth a few days after I gave birth to Minnie in the same hospital and we had the same midwife. And that was really cute. And then the other lifeguard on duty that was like his wingman came up to me and said that when I get home and after the snow and everything, we're going to catch up and, and chat and have coffee because for his sake too, he's like, I, I want to chat about it. Like this has really affected me as well. I, like we were really smart in the moment for not, because we were also like drinking. I was like in such a good place where I was like, oh my God, mate, like, thank you. And I wanted to cuddle him and just be like, fuck, I hope you're okay, but let's park this right now and fucking enjoy tonight. And we need a chat when we're sober so we can actually like both have a bit of a healing situation. Yeah, we can talk about the details. If He probably wants to get them off his chest and it would help me probably too because I, I've shut out. Like I didn't see Trump's body and I, I kind of shut it out all the time. Like just the whole, that whole day, I'm like, I just like to leave it black. And I'm like, maybe I need to like unravel it. So maybe it's like this has been the right time in that it's been three years and like maybe it's happened like that because straight after two, three hours later when we were really, really fucking lit and we'd been to like three pubs later and everyone was extra merry, oh, I had this other fucking legend come up to me. Like this is just wild that this happened in the same night. Okay. And he's like, L, same thing. I can't believe I haven't run into you. I've, I've actually went away for the last two and a half years because I just needed to deal with so much. 
And I'm like, where the fuck is this going? And he's like, I was the one, the surfer that found Chump. I was out there on the reef and I was surfing and I found Chump and I went down there and I picked him up and I paddled him into the lifeguards. And I was just like, Tiana, one of my other best friends was with me and we're just like both fucking bawling. We're like, is this, what is this night? Like what is, like, do you know what I mean? How how have these two people just come into my life and these two stories, like game-changing things that I don't know will really be so beneficial for my healing and their healing and like just come at the same time. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, mate, like thank you. Fucking you, me, and the lifeguard, we're all getting together. Oh, no, nah, we'll probably do it separately. But I want goosebumps completely. I know. It was just crazy. I was just like. I'm so, so fucking sorry. Now me thinking about that, like, you know, you obviously, we've been there through everything with you, but you actually forget that there's people that find people that have crazy accidents like this and then they have to also, you know, people absolutely forget about them. They're like the unspoken heroes of the whole and the grief and like the trauma and everything on top of that that they must be going through and they just like the ones that get like completely brushed under the mat and they're like, oh, yeah, thank you, but now, you know, these people have to deal with it. It's, wow. I can't believe you actually haven't told me that, by the way. I know. I honestly, like, you know why I'm I'm so good at just, like, parking things and being like, I will deal with that later. Like, when I get home, like, I can't even think of it, think about it right now. But that was, I mean, like, in the moment, I literally was like, oh, my God, my brother was there as well. And I'm like, bro, come here. Like, part of me is like, do we need to do this right now? Like, should I get my brother? God, my brother's a lifeguard. He's saved people and he's had moments where he hasn't been able to save people and he wasn't obviously the, the lifeguard on duty with Chump. He's been in situations like that with other people that he didn't know. And so it was super triggering for bro. And when things like this happen or when there's drinking involved, like we both just end up fucking losing it. And like especially especially him. Yeah, I mean, he was the one that identified him and my mum had to identify Chump's body. And I'm like, bro, I think I really need to, I need to have these chats with these guys and, like, I, I need to kind of heal through that. And he's just like, you don't, you don't want to know. Trust me, like, you don't, like, and, like, it's this whole other thing. And I'm like, fuck, we all just deal with things so differently. Like That is definitely a massive thing that you've just gone through and I think that that is, like, a huge reason as to probably why you're so emotional because your little brain's probably going why do I need to do this? Should I do this? It's going to unravel like all these other emotions. Like, of course you're going to be upset. I actually cannot believe we've just gone three weeks together and you literally have not mentioned one of these thoughts to <laughs> I me. I literally haven't. I've, uh, no, I'm not just saying this. I've, I've maybe, maybe I have been like heightened emotions lately because of like heaps of things. I don't know what's wrong with me and how I can just shut these really fucking profound like things out. But I, I have, I've just been like, we do shit every single day. There's stuff booked in. Like we don't have seconds to think and when we, or, or chill. And when we do, I'm like, I don't know. I randomly just cry and I don't know why I'm crying. And then I just fucking try and have a nap or something. Like, like there's no time to be having fucking heart to hearts lately. Hey, I'm pretty sure this microphone's just covered in like snot and tears right now. This is, I'm literally so sorry for everyone listening. I genuinely woke up today thinking I'm absolutely fine today. I'm, I've woken up really good. I just, I feel like this is going to be a rough episode. I don't even know what my brain's thinking right now. And I just didn't expect to hop on and just nonstop cry. And I'm really sorry because I don't even know if anyone can understand me. 
Don't apologise. Here we go. Thanks for fucking listening. (laughs) Before we go, I wanted to say, do you want to share with us little ways that you honor Chump and keep his legacy alive? Like, do you have any rituals and stuff like that that you do with Minnie? Because it's clearly clear that you do a lot of things behind closed doors that I don't know about. So are there any that you'd like to share with us? (laughs) Yeah, so we don't have any rituals that we do on the 8th of July, but this year on the 20th of September, I'm actually going to go down to Chump's family's house in Eden. So I'm not going to have the birthday at my house for Chump this year. I am going to, yeah, go and hang with the family down there, which will be nice. And we'll have a bit of birthday stuff down there. We'll go out on their boat. They got a new little like fishing boat and they called it See You Out There because Chump had a tattoo of like a skeleton on his, the inside of his arm. And it says like, it's this little skeleton walking slowly. And he's like an adventure man with a hat on. He's got like a fucking fishing rod and it says, see you out there. And such a good tattoo. So they called their boat, see you out there. And yeah, we'll just go and hang on that. But like, as far as daily rituals go, every morning, I guess I get, get mini moo out of bed when she starts squawking and we always just open up the blinds, you know this. And I just say, wave to dad he's out there like daddy in the sky chumpy in the sky I'm kind of doing a bit of both like I'm like chumpy in the sky daddy in the sky because I'm trying to I want her to know his name as well as that his dad Uh, and then we went everywhere at the beach which is like two to three times a day it's always just like especially when I'm alone I just always fucking I'm just randomly waving at the ocean hello chump and hello Minnie wave to daddy you know he's in there he's he's in the sky but you know he's also under the water and da 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 a bit of that all the time just you know quietly just like casually as well it's like not a big thing it's just like all the fucking time you probably haven't seen this book and I only really just got it out recently but the poet Leanne Layden, who's the sunburnt poet, who wrote me all those poems like the last few years and she just wrote another really beautiful one for Chumps Three Years. Actually, when I went to the Brisbane Writers Festival, I met up with her and she's so like, finally, I'd been saying like, you've done so much for me. You've written me all these beautiful poems. Like, you know the inside of my fucking brain and I haven't met and you're on. And she's even come to the Gold Coast one time to drop me a present and I wasn't home. And like, I just always felt so bad that we never properly met. And she came and saw me at Brisbane Writers Festival and then we got a coffee after and it was super beautiful and she's so lovely. I'm like, you need to fucking write a book with all your amazing poems because she's just incredible. And she does this on the side of her like nine to five and she actually wrote a book called The Velvet Viking and it's a book for Minnie it, and it's and it's oh. a book. Yeah, and it, like she literally, I've, I don't know why I haven't showed you. I, it's like quite a hectic book actually. It's got pictures of Chumpy all throughout the book. She's literally gone and had it properly printed. It's a hard copy fucking book and it comes in a oh. velvet case, like this beautiful velvet case. And yet, it's called The Velvet Viking. It tells the story about Chump's life and here's a snowboarder and then, you know, he met me and we got the dog and we got the house and then like just everything and That's then what so happened special. to him. Yeah, and then how Minnie was born and it's such an amazing book. And I say to Leanne, she should so make a book, yeah, that tells stories about like variations of families like, you know, single mums or people that go and get sperm donors and have babies alone or like, gay parents that have babies and, um, yeah, so that is an easy way for children in different family types to grow up and, like, recognise 
and understand where they've come from because, yeah, she tells it so beautiful. Anyway, so Minnie's at an age where I know she's understanding stuff I'm saying. Like she's still a bit like Google Gaga, but she knows shit. So I've been reading that book to her lately before bed. And, yeah, so that's becoming a bit of a tradition. It's just the little things for me. I, You know, even on birthdays, like my birthdays and stuff, I'm like, guys, we just not make a big fuss of anything. Like I don't like big, huge things because I get like shy and like embarrassed when there's attention and like it's just the little mundane like daily rituals for me that keep us in touch with him, keep his spirit alive and like just keep the story flowing. I, I want Minnie to like just know where she's come from all the time and not not be this one day where I go, all right, today's the day I'm going to tell you. Like, you know, it's not, it's not going to be that. I think that before we go today, you need to read that poem that she wrote for Chumbies Three Years or I can read it or you can read it. Nah, you're reading it. I don't have my phone, sis. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a hard one. I still find it polar. I'm not even going to be able to read it. Oh, we're so fucking emo today. Um, okay. <sighs> I still find it polar. I, don't, I can read it. Oh You've got this. <laughs> I still find it polarizing how one day can amplify my grief. A number on the calendar makes me dread this day for weeks. Maybe time will smooth its edges. Maybe the years will blur my view because honestly, not a single date can mark before and after you. Not the date we met, not the date you left, not all the days we shared before. I can't see. Those days so deep inside my bones, I ache through them all. Then I look into your daughter's eyes and maybe time has blurred my view, but she looks at me with pieces of us and my heart comes home to you. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> Fuck, I think we have to just leave it at that because I can't even, I've got to go and give you a cuddle. <laughs> wow. My We're microphone's gonna... just like wet. Oh, wow. Okay, guys, I'm going to make the executive decision to um, skip Dear Darlings today. But if you guys want to send any questions or want advice on anything, you can still email us at hello at darlingshine.com and we will bring that back next episode when we gather our emotions. Love you guys. Love you, Steve. Love you, champ. Love you, everyone listening. Yeah.